If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Unsung Podcast, where we talk about classic albums and decide if they deserve that distinction. And we also talk about some unsung classics in the hopes of bringing them to a new audience. And at the end of it all, we let you decide if we are right or wrong. This is the Unsung Podcast. Talking about geniuses and innovators and making great entertainment. Um, let's go into part three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're running out of time, obviously. Okay. And Jonah's way overstayed, and we're really appreciative of that. But um, yeah, I heard you had some. Uh, you were smack talking about uh, my boys in Kiss. <laughs> It's, here's the thing. This is actually a great, this is actually, I hadn't even thought about this, but to me, Kiss is everything for better and for worse that I never was. I didn't. Apart from Jewish. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's <laughs> why I feel <laughs> sad. Not Jewish. No, and that's why yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, they're all Jewish. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that Gene and Paul are. I don't know about the other no? dudes. I thought they um, all were. Okay. No, they, no, they may well be. I don't know. I, uh, I, we're like, going to get inundated with Kiss yeah. enthusiasts. I really yeah, hope exactly. so. <laughs> no. I didn't get Kiss at all for a while. And then I saw a video of them in Japan in like 74 or some shit, just a, just a show that someone had videotaped, first of all, incredibly well. I didn't quite understand how <laughs> well it was produced. But their stage set and the level of production, I then understood why, I guess they're not that big anymore, but at the time they were still doing these really big tours. And they were just, you know, still playing some they big still shows. Do, right? man, I mean, yeah. they probably still do. But at the time, they were super fucking massive. And and when I saw this, I pictured people at that time that I'm sure were still going to the shows that were big, seeing them for the first time. And as spectacle, I have nothing but admiration for them, like truly. Like as far as rock spectacle, they really made something. And what I think they made was a really 
shitty watered down version of what was ever interesting about rock and roll. I just don't, I don't, I think, and I think Gene would tell you the same, like the thing he, all he wanted to do was be popular. All he wanted to do was figure out what was interesting and cool about rock and roll and manufacture it in a way that would be palatable to as many people as possible. There's nothing wrong with that, but when you talk about serial versus art, like to me, he's a he he made some of the fucking best Fruit Loops ever, and yeah, the um, Kel- the Kellogg's of uh, he he is truly the General Mills of <laughs> of rock and roll. Um, and so I don't mind people digging him on that level, but when people introduce Kiss records or Kiss as being one of those sort of better rock bands or something, I just I don't. I think they're more like, you know, they're more influential to Cirque du Soleil than they are to, to bands. Where do you yeah, sit with Kiss? We I know. have to completely agree with you. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, okay. I, like, because I love, like, going back, you know, classic rock and grew up with, like, Zeppelin and Deep Purple and what Yeah, that. like, they are in the same sentence with those bands. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like, to me, like, I've, there's there are classic Maiden records, there are classic, even, like, Def Leppard and stuff, you go back and there's great tunes. Bring it on the heartbreak, but, man. But, like, there's, like, one Kiss song. And it, you know, and they've just stolen well there's, for it. There's, there's, I, I want to rock and roll night. Is it, is it? That's a, that's a unstoppable tune. But even that, the production and the, it's just the most vanilla bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking, so it's just washed so, out. It's Bay City Rollers, but with makeup and blood, and yeah. like, and that's fine because Bay City Rollers are cool too. But whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh if you, I mean, if Kiss and the Bay City Rollers are like the same fucking creature, just dressed up in different clothes. Chris is going to explore the anything. No, 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 no. I want to hear. I know, and I seriously, I really want to hear. That actually wasn't my reservation. I was more Bay City Rollers uh, encountered some problems later in their career that uh, are. Oh wait, not- you're pro Bay City Rollers too. Well, I'm Scottish. <laughs> oh, I never even put that together. No, 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 no. It's, it's not so much that. Actually, my dad drinks one of the Bay City Rollers. That's really That's odd. odd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, that. it's just unfortunately other members of the Bay City Rollers and especially their manager kind of got implicated in what seems to have been the entire seventies worth of paedophilia. Oh um, wow, I didn't know and that. And that's like a that's become a big part of the Bay City Rollers legacy, which is a shame for the other members of the band who worked really hard. They're sort of this. the lost prophets of the day. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah. Exactly. I was just like, this is a band that is now tarnished by association with. I think. I think it was largely the manager. I think that was implicated in it. But yeah, it was definitely. I that. never knew a that the Bay City Rollers were from Scotland or b that really? they, were... they wore tartan trousers on stage <laughs> every single. No, show. I just they were a band that I entirely knew through their singles. Um, and, and I should say single. I mean, there's not, is not, what's their one tune? It's not that. Saturday that, night? That yeah. one tune, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, I, mean, I actually know the guy that still drives them on tour, and they, the members of the band hate each other. Like, they literally prank each other in, in a non friendly fashion to the point where he was saying they would say to one member do you have time to go to the bathroom they'd be like yeah man we're not on stage for 15 he would leave the room they would immediately go on stage and stand there waiting for him for 10 minutes until he (laughs) ran out buttoning up his fly to be embarrassed but then they wouldn't speak to each other and they'd be getting fights backstage yeah so sometimes you don't write the right single at the right time and sometimes you're a pedophile and yeah. both of those things <laughs> keep you, you from both. being immortal uh, yeah, a lot of people did both of them man. That seems, yeah, see, well, can uh, I circle back to something for a wee second <laughs> now, a kiss. Now, that you've, now, you've, now you've brought up lost profits 
<laughs> They've got a song that sounds like a far song. I know they do. I know they do. Bon Bon. There's a Bon Bon. It's Little oh. Mother Mary, yeah. Yeah, Mother, yeah it's basically ripped off Riff from Mother Mary. And I've always, I've known you for a while. I've always wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of those early UK things where people are like, have you heard this Lost Prophet yeah. song? Yeah. So, okay, so, wow, I love that basic roller thing. So at first I thought you were insulted that I was putting Kiss with them. But wait, I really do want to hear what do you like about Kiss? Right. Okay. What does Chris uh, Kiss uh, am, I, am, I, am I the only am I the only pro Kiss candidate yeah. in the room? All right. I, I can. I, I'm pretty much sure my enthusiasm is a match for the three. Of you. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's clear. I th- think the weird thing is right. I really didn't like Kiss. Okay. For a long, long time, and that's why a bit, a bit like people that convert to religion have become all the more <laughs> enthused by it. Totally, as you're as born as again. A, you're yeah. an evangelical um, Kiss fan. But yeah. and the right. Kiss fans I know, which one of my best friends, another best friend who's, who's gone now, but. Yeah, one of my best friends, he is such a KISS fanatic, so okay. Yeah, so I mean, actually one of the things that turns me off a of KISS the most is probably the fact that, especially early on, I was very conflicted by the the morality of that whole scene. The whole 80s metal scene, that, uh, I know they're a lot, lot older than that, but they're still kind of, they almost represent it. And yeah, they're they kind of, they're they're actually, almost, actually yeah. Gene Simmons undoubtedly got into music. I mean, they, they admit it in their, in their, their writing and their, their, their talks I'm and stuff. You know, they say that this is why we got into music to get girls, to, to be popular. We were geeky Jewish kids and we wanted to be, you know, badass. And they did this and they, they, they took it so far that I think there's an element of that that always sat oddly with me. One way I was able to reconcile that is because so many of the people that I admired who I thought were different, like Bowie, were also part of that. Uh, people like Iggy Pop were also part of that. These are guys who were seducing young women, yeah. underage women. And I think yeah. there, is a, there is an insincerity in the way that people talk about different acts. They consider certain acts as being debauched, you know, out of order. Kiss did some awful stuff, I'm sure, and they have... I mean, if it's like Motley Crue, they're yeah. they're they're proud of it, you know. And I, I'm not so sure that I've had to get to a point where I can start to step back from that because I quite like David Bowie as a guy, but then I I, I know about David Bowie. There's, a, I mean, we're and, getting into some interesting territory here, but like as far as I can tell, that time in both British and American culture, I can't really speak to other countries around the world, but I have the feeling in the most of the Western world, yeah, we as a culture had a pretty serious problem with pedophilia. Absolutely. Like it's, it, was, it was kind of accepted, whether it was like priests molesting <clears throat> young boys or people messing around with, I mean, it's all men doing this, if we need to say this. Yeah. Men, like, yeah. Large, having largely sex white with, men. With, with pretty much all white men. Yeah. Pretty much, well, the, the, the black community's got some yeah, interesting yeah. stuff with, with underage situations going on too. Hello, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, even, no, but I mean, he doesn't, but he's not out of a vacuum. I I think, I I really do think, especially the hypersexualization of young women, first of all, if there were, you know, any real history bust around, I'm sure they would tell us that this has been going on since time immemorial with castrated young boys and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that's true. But in our lifetimes, the 70s and 80s were a fucking kind of tough, brutal time around this that needs to be, uh, you know, speaking of Me Too and all this stuff that's happening now, yes, I'm totally happy that Weinstein and Cosby and, you know, people are being called out for this. And 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 rock stars, I mean, shit, Jimmy Page, Bowie, um, you know. Iggy Pop, the same girl Iggy. for all three of those guys. I guess well. fucking airbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maddox, yeah. Um, but society needs to, it was a social saying. thing. Yeah, they this, weren't just yeah, monsters it's not, that It's not forgiving them at yeah. all. They're definitely accountable for their actions. There are plenty of people that weren't doing yeah. this, obviously. And I don't think it's a rock and roll thing. 
I don't think it's, um, I think there's a weird, some weird crossing of morality that happens where people want to put it on rock stars. Power. It's all about power. But yes, it's about that's power very true, and that's... a hypersexualization of young women and about the patriarchy. Like, I think that's the deal. And it's this, none of this, and please include this part, this disclaimer, <laughs> none of this is to say, I really wrestle with like, some of my heroes, whether it's Lennon, Dylan, or Paige, or Bowie, or Iggy. I wrestle with that legacy quite a bit. Like this thing that I was raised on, that I kind of grew up on, that I believed was so beautiful and superhero and taught me and was kind of my dad. And that in it was just like some really fucked sexuality and power stuff and abuse stuff and just, ugh. So I'm not excusing any of those people. And I think there's sort of a cultural thing that we don't want to have a conversation about that plays itself out in lots of ways that are less obvious, but just as gross that and where we find people it's funny none of what i hate about kiss has anything to do with this by the yeah. way i obviously yeah. he's all hypersexual and stuff and brags about it but actually that is never on my mind mine is purely about that they i just don't think they made suck. interesting <laughs> rock and roll yeah well yeah because you I mentioned all suck. that but then you didn't mention songs yeah that's yeah, 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 you yeah, mentioned yeah. motley Crue. No, 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 to, me, to me yeah, motley Crue are the same as kiss except they have riffs. To, to be fair, like, though, I was only halfway through my point. Yeah. No, no, exactly. No, you got stuck on that. No, it's, it's important. No, no, and it's an important point to go to, and I brought the Bay City Rollers and that brought in the pedophilia thing. So, no, no, it's a, it's a welcome digression. Leave the digression in. And what do you like about Kiss? Right, so just to say, though, like the, the reason I mentioned that, though, is because that, that was always something that created distance between me and that metal scene anyway. Right. And right. I, I, I grew up as a Nirvana kid. I was a Nirvana kid. My first introduction to music was this notion that we didn't back against it basically we, yeah was to was to embrace you know things that subverted notions of heterosexuality being you know cut you know so yep. kiss seemed really and alien all that macho decadence yeah yeah exactly yeah. so totally but then I, I think part of the honeymoon was over with some of these other people that i maybe slightly uh idealized and i realized that if i was going to have any music left from these 20 years i totally. was very quickly going to have to try and dis- dis- uh, distinguish between the artist and the art if I wanted to listen to that uh, so purely once those once that guard was out once that they were an option for me as I saw it you know from that saying oh it sounds very puritanical but I was a kid I was fine on my, my kind of way once that was off I was like let's listen to music and I have to disagree I think Kiss have a lot of great songs I think they are master imitators I, I totally take your point about th- things like uh, you know um I was made for loving you is the the epitome of them ripping off a genre to stay relevant. There is no doubt of that. And then, and ironically, that's actually a pretty good hook. It's, it's, but this is that's really well made cereal. I, I absolutely yeah. get that, and it's they, dance floor filler every single time. If I don't they had better production, or they could play their instruments more. <laughs> no, no, I really don't mean this in a mean no, way. Like no, I, I truly believe mean, it. Like, like, like they couldn't fucking play. Um, and 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 Paul Stanley wasn't even a dynamic singer. Like they yeah. didn't they didn't have any of these. That said, there were a lot of hair metal bands that were still had, you know, shredders or like total amazing players. See, I, and Kiss just didn't even have the players. That's just what I asked. No, 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 but hang on. No, 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 wait, we were not wait, letting him come finish. On, come on, true. you got to let me okay, finish one I, of these points. Okay, yeah, wait. I, name right now love five gun. songs <laughs> that you really think are worth listening to. Uh, five Kiss songs that yep. are really worth listening Truly. to. Uh, love Gun okay. is a 
tremendous song. Okay. Um, Not as good as Lick My Love Pump, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like You're talking about Beth. Beth is the one that Lick My Love Pump is a piss That's take. That's right. too, okay. man. Um, well, there you go, man. I so, agree. Like, uh, I agree. Sure Know Something is a great song. Sure Know Something. Yeah. Okay. Detroit Rock City is a great song. Okay. Um, oh, Jesus, man, there's, there's so many songs. Do You Love Me? I mean, that's that's another real uh, access point because Nirvana covered Do You Love Me. And as somebody that perused the Nirvana Outcesticide se- series, that was an access so, yeah, point. It, I want you to finish. And you reminded me of something else that I don't enjoy at all about the legacy of Kiss is that I think they kind of introduced the thing I like least about Nirvana and a lot of modern music, and we're kind of spinning back to what we were talking about before the recording, they kind of introduced this kind of ironic, detached from feeling kind of thing, this kind of apathetic, like, none of this shit means anything, it's all about making loot and whatever. And even though Nirvana was aping that, that kind of cool guy thing that Nirvana introduced, like, again, I was a Pearl Jam kid, and I'm not, you know, they've got their flaws too, but they were super sincere. Or at least Ed was. Whereas Nirvana, who I love, they thought they were the coolest motherfuckers in the room. And I've never been a cool person. And Kiss, to me, was like, they thought they were super fucking cool. I mean, they, they, Nirvana were definitely more Generation X and that, and that kind of like... But it's interesting that they covered a Kiss sense. song. That's yeah. very interesting but to me. Cobain did genuinely like Kiss. That's what he, I mean. He, he, he yes. un, non-ironically, or yep. un, un-ironically, I mean. sorry, yes. like, loved that band. I he, know. he also it's... said that he's the best big show he ever saw was Aerosmith. Like, sincerely, he was like, it was incredible. Yeah, and that's as somebody who was a huge critic of the, 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 the hair metal scene. I mean, I, I couldn't disagree more when you say Motley Crue. Motley Crue is vapid, man. It, it is just, there is just nothing there. This See, is, that, that what I think is interesting about that is I think Motley Crue are actually a pretty interesting air in some ways they are an air absolutely but Motley Um, Crue ended up trying to do Nine Inch Nails musically I mean Motley Crue yeah no 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 no, no. but yeah he's talking about Shout of the Devil and Dr. Feelgood Feelgood's all about Bob Rock I mean now there you go that's a band that Shout of the Devil was big but had that band not crossed paths with Bob Rock we would not be talking about that if only got one good sounding record Motley Crue that was Bob Rock record yeah exactly that record and I don't even like that band and I cannot Fuck with Doctor Feelgood, like yeah. I'm just, it's just, it's just true. The thing that confuses me is that uh, we spoke about this before we even started doing the if podcast. Kiss had, if right, Kiss had, and, who was Kiss with Bob Ezrin or something like that? Who was, who was their man, dude? I, I'm not so much of a. An if they had found, them. for whatever reason. A really killer producer. I think, at least in my mind, earlier in my mind, there. Well, but even they just couldn't sort it out. It feels for me. I don't know what it was about it. I mean, for me, it's about the artifice and some kind of detachment from sincerity, or even kind of rejection of sincerity. Yeah, and at the same time, you then had Judas Priest, and you had uh, a bit later Maiden. Yeah, super earnest metal. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, but like they pushed the envelope. It, Whereas but, Kiss but, just but, like well, they both had dudes that could sing. I mean, too, well, yeah, exactly. Kisses, kisses, like to 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 a large extent, to a lot of American Kiss. Kiss is the American Queen. They're a band that were like willing to be campy and fun and have big singles, as opposed to being super I, earnest. Yeah, like but Queen Judas was Priest. made of geniuses. Uh, absolutely, I take I take on board the point about the musicianship, but the but no, but the I mean, notion just, of the writing, theater the writing. and the, the the notion of the single, like like. Queen were very, very much into like changing their style, you know, under pressure. 
compared to Seven Seas of Rye, compared to I Want It All. These are like different bands. And Kiss, yeah, but Kiss, they're all Kiss incredible and, songs. And Kiss have got many incredible <laughs> songs. I mean, Queen have also got the same period that Kiss had as well. It's like in the late and in, in the mid. I can't believe we're talking Queen. I reject the Queen Kiss thing outright. But I like your defense of Kiss. Tell me, please, a Kiss record that I should listen to because we're talking about albums. What's a Kiss record that you think relatively back to front works that's worthwhile? <laughs> Seriously. I'm just going to put this out. It's greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I any mean, argument no, you no, ever no, had about on, the band on. just no, no, I am not, I'm not trying to put, but th- equally, you've not, <laughs> you, you've not nominated a specific record for the bin here. How so long like, have Kiss been around and he's not made one Kiss, record that no, you can defend? Kiss's greatest hits album is... Un, it's up there with the best greatest hits albums. It is unbelievable. No, I think there's a really... there. No... Here's what I'm going to give to Kiss. Like, on on a lot of sociological levels that I can't even quite parse, I don't even know why I don't like them as much as I do, <laughs> and I don't even think you know why you like them as much I as don't. you do. And this is what's interesting about that band, so I will give it to them. They're truly intriguing, and I don't even disagree with you about the greatest thing. I also just... It's, but that's interesting to me. every song I've mentioned, you'd be like, that is a pretty killer jam. Once you actually start to break it down, I mean... Okay, throwing another song out there as well. One of the other ways of getting a kiss was the Melvins cover of Going Blind. Which is quite ironic. I don't I think there's a lot of like tongue in cheek. Uh, with that, but the actual Kiss original of Going Blind, I truly think most people that like love something. Kiss don't even know whether their tongue is in their cheek or not. Yeah, but that's the beauty and that's what's of weird about it. that. I think that's okay. the beauty okay. of that Fair band. There, I, is I, a, there is a sheer abandon of we are in so many levels of irony now that we've completely lost track. It's you know, so true. And and it, I think there is a point where you're then forced to just engage with do these guys have a lot of really good songs. I, I just I, I don't think you can make a, ca- a case a case that Kiss don't have a lot of really good songs. I don't know about a lot. You had trouble getting to five. No, and come on. Yeah. The, the greatest hits record was their best <laughs> record. So I don't know. I think. And how long have, again? How long have they been a band? Seriously. This is why I prep. How long have they been a band? <laughs> uh. Can I just say something? Like before we started this podcast, we we spoke about doing a Guns N' Roses record, right? Oh, fucking don't like, come on. Don't Guns N' Roses like ten. Guns N' Roses are ten. Guns N' don't have anywhere anywhere even close to the number of good songs that Kiss have. Oh no, no yes what? they do, I and they all have totally them. Really? Yeah, that first album. Yeah, incident. That, no, that's that's that destruction is better than the Kiss Grace is. <laughs> yeah, that is totally. Appetite for Destruction and Guns N' Roses are very interesting. Appetite for Destruction is a better record than not just Kisses but most bands' entire careers. Oh. Bands that I kind of enjoy. That record is fucking ludicrous, and. I agree with that word, but for all the wrong yeah. reasons. And the drop-off after that record is the most stark drop-off. I think I, 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 that's like literally a phenomenon that I now refer to. They really set the yeah. benchmark for how good something can be and how quickly it can be horrid. So I don't understand. They're a very strange band as well. But wait. <laughs> I mean, welcome to the jungle, No. I, I honestly, there are like nothing. Three, or, done. three or four. Do you like high voiced bands? Hang on, there are three or four. St- absolutely not. Three or four. Okay, well, that's what, guns, that, I could say. Guns that's and Roses uh, uh, songs. Full stop. Three or four that are on a, a comparable level. Well, like as far as some hits, of the songs in, ter- in terms of like fame, in terms of sheer recognizability. Welcome to the Jungle, I'm, Sweet Child, Paradise City, Paradise City, My Michelle, 
Nitrate? No, 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 I'm not saying it's better than other Nirvana songs. I'm just saying, though, More recognizable. If, if you went to Africa and went down, out, like people would fucking know what you're talking about, like largely, he, whereas any other number of Nirvana songs, you wouldn't. To your point, yes, Guns N' Roses have, I would include November Rain in that, for better or for worse. Yep. So, yeah, they've got... And, and Knocking on Heaven's Door, but it's not their not song. Not even there, so it doesn't yeah, even yeah. count. So if um, you, the, the and, men, and another cover, uh, the Live and Let Die thing, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um no, 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 I'm with you. So I'm not, hits-wise, I'm totally supportive of you, and Appetite Back to Front is a rock and roll record, I don't know. So so the metric I would use is, could you name, could, could you play a song to my mom and have her know what band it was, right? And and the fact is, you could play maybe four, five tops Guns N' Roses songs. You get a Mr. Brownstone, and she's like, well, it sounds yeah. like Guns N' Roses, but I don't know. You're arguing that removing the obvious generational bias, that Kiss has more songs that are more universal than that's the point. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's why I, I disagree. Do. That's uh, why I disagree. More, big, more big singles, absolutely. Uh, no, see, and this mm-hmm. is where we're. Into I can't a, even. I can't even name one, thing, more than one. You should. Uh, you guys should song. start doing this for sure because we're we're into a territory that's there's opinion, <laughs> and there's like, do you like this or not? And then no, no, there's opinion and then there's fact, and it's sort of like the difference between like my favorite records. I'm not saying they're the best records ever. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they're my favorite. There's a difference between favorite and best. So when people do their top albums of all time and they've got, you know, some record that they heard three years ago, I'm just like, no, you're not doing this right. Because if we're talking about the best albums, it's a really different conversation. And especially when you get into the most popular, ubiquitous songs, that's obviously not a thing of opinion. That's just you fucking survey 100 people and you got your answer. And I, you'd have to find a pretty small subset of people of a certain age or somehow demographic where your kiss argument would win. I, I, I would be, I'd be willing to bet you a pretty fucking good chunk of change that outside of a certain demographic, that argument doesn't hold water. And that's not even about better or worse. More than like three kiss songs, period. Man, you need to, I mean, God give rock and roll to you. Which is not even their song. Crazy Nights. You're just you're in territory. I know you're I was, just, I was you know these songs. Me. I know Crazy Nights and also know what's the other really big one. See, I can't even name it. <laughs> you don't know Crazy Nights. Can't get annoyed at me for not knowing the song that you're we're saying crazy, we don't know. Crazy. I know the song. No, I know the song, but I just okay. feel like it's. I now realize that this whole podcast has been leading up to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> of singing Crazy Nights. I was going to sing the key change. That, that was, was really good. Right, you know, like, like, guys on Roses have more famous songs uh, than Kiss do. I mean, that is nonsense. That is just nonsense. It's true. It's nonsense. Guns and Roses couldn't do a 21 track greatest hits album. They couldn't do it. Not even close. Wait, but that's not. 
Oh. Hold on, hold on. But that's not the say, argument. That's the, not the point. <laughs> I didn't, Kiss's greatest hits record is 21 songs it's long. 20, 20, 21 tracks. Okay. And and by the way, like the vast majority of them. I want to do this with you. Let's do this. Let's figure out what the hell's going on. Because Beth, I'm going to back. Do you want me to read off it? Rock and roll all night. <laughs> uh, you can read off all you want, but no, Crazy no, no. Nights is not applicable. I how many you know. Crazy Nights is at best your Mr. Brownstone. Like, I'm sure a Kiss fan loves Crazy Nights, but a Guns N' Roses fan loves Mr. Crazy Brownstone. Crazy Nights was top 10. I'm pretty sure it was when? Big, I'm pretty sure it was a big song. And for how like, long? 80s, 90s, early 90s, I think. You're, you're, everything you're saying is like ruining your argument. When you're saying <laughs> these vague numbers. Mr. Brownstone was never top 10. It's yeah, not no, even a single. On this argument, no, you could but say that, like... Appetite, I think, charted for longer and more than any Kiss record ever did. I'm, well, that's I'm what I'm saying, like, Appetite itself, that like, you can play any song off it and people will know it's from that record by that band. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is that's why I'm saying I disagree about the hits thing, because you can listen to any song on that record and you know it's where it's from. Well, I mean, this is, this, is, this is ridiculous. Honestly, guys, like... <laughs> Detroit, so like I'm, I'm not even going for the difficult ones. Like, Detroit Rock City, Love Gun... Oh, uh, I've never heard Love Gun before. Going Blind, I Was Made For Loving You, uh, God of Thunder, Shout It Out Loud. I'm going ba- to paraphrase Partridge and just rock say and that. Rock and Roll All Night. That's rock just and noise. Roll yeah, that's night. Rock and Roll All Night. You, yes, God that gave one. Rock and Roll to you? I mean, come on. Give rock That's and roll. seven straight away that everybody fucking knows once I they hear I recognize four of them. Uh, Wait, I mean, hold on. Hold on. God give rock and roll? Gave rock and roll to you. Gave. Oh, okay, okay. I just was making sure to make grammatical sense. <laughs> uh, that, that's some Bell and Ted, isn't it? No. Yeah. This is a partridge moment. That's just noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. You're just shouting out song titles that could be from any number of bands. Going blind. I mean, I don't even know what that fuck Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> okay. Going blind, by the way, deserves props just for having the, the, the line in it, which is them satirizing themselves, uh, singing, I'm 93, you're 16, and I think but I'm going blind. He rhymes 93 and 60? <laughs> I mean, 93 and 16, about how he's oh, like an, he's an old motherfucker with young groupies. It's bad. horrible. That's oh, my God. That's the lyrics That's of this song. Oh, 93 and, when, and 16? And when the Melvins did it, oh. I thought the Melvins had oh. changed the numbers because it was funny. And when I listened to the original, I was like, shit, no, that's exactly... Kiss ripped the piss out of themselves. Oh, wow, that's how this. that's how naive I am. I thought you were saying ninety three and sixty because no. a that would have been a rhyme and b those are ages that sort of make no, sense. No, he's together he's somehow. mocking the fact that he's so old. Ninety three and, and sixteen. And his groupies are so, so young. He's outdone winger. <laughs> well done, man. Wow. Okay, I'm literally gonna go and download the Kiss Greatest Hits records. I'm gonna give it a good Fuck fucking man. solid listen. I'm not. I really hope I know. I want to tell you a story that I think will warm your heart. When Far was torn with Monster Magnet, um, oh yeah, just that sentence alone. Let's just stop there. Uh, I've got a Dave Windorf story. I'm gonna tell you after the mics are off. Oh yeah, well I got Windorf fucking forever. I got Windorf in New Orleans, like with the woman who had leather pants that had a zipper that went from the front all the way to the back, so you could just unzip the whole pants. Um, and, a woman was, <laughs> yeah, and a woman was stage uh, was crowd riding their pretty their whole set with a skirt on and no panties like just it was uh, one of the stranger tours everything it's a I've ever weird been. one for far but oh god it was people <laughs> people hated us with a with a passion that I can still feel it kind of fueled me how much they hated us 
Um, but Windorf and all the dudes were the nicest. And the way I was introduced to the guitarist for Monster Magnet was we were all talking. It was kind of awkward, first day of tour. And he runs up, super unironically excited, with a copy of Fraley's Comet on vinyl, uh, like the first Fraley's Comet record or whatever it was. <laughs> and he was so, so psyched. So just know that you have a brother in us. Well, you know what? The, to finish, just you have to hear Gene Simmons' cover of When You Wish Upon a Star. All right? I agree. <laughs> Without even knowing that song, I agree with what he just said. <laughs> Thanks again. So even if I cringe, my elbows hurt. My elbows hurt just the thought of it. Yeah. Um, right. Jonah, thanks so much, man. This has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Been a, a, nice sport, thank a you. bumper. A bumper <laughs> oh, been a good sport. This is, this is a, I, I've met my match for long-windedness. <laughs> you two are just angels. Um, this was super fun. I think somewhere, somehow, I think we should let this whole thing exist unedited. Just, if nothing else, send it to me. Yeah. I'll never listen to it again, but I want to know that it exists. So I know that you'll edit it. You're just it, worried you because should. we edit out your caveats and the pedophilia. No, no, no. no, 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 no that's, that's, I'm not, I swear I'm not. I just, I love this whole conversation and no one would ever want to listen to the whole thing. But I think maybe if you just chopped it up into 30-minute sound bites, we'd have a whole season of podcast instantly. So I'm just offering that out there. I want to join the unsung staff and this was our whole season. Um, and I would do this anytime. And I look forward to hearing the edit. Mark, thank you very much. Thank you. Can have we fade day. to black on uh, Gene Simmons' cover? Of yes, when you we'll black. definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will have that again. <laughs> Cheers, yes, guys. Yes. Cheers, guys. Good night.